Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, our Lord, he tells us the parable of the great banquet. The banquet, of course, is really just a very lavish feast with food and with costly drink, the stuff you would hardly have the courage to order from a restaurant. And then there's probably plenty of music, too, and even dancing. It's the sort of celebration to which it would be an absolute honor to be invited. So, for example, just remember that wedding that you were invited to. How about that elegant invitation with your name written on it with the fancy gold letters? Just remember how you felt when you received it. And then at the reception, what a feeling you had when you were directed to the table right next to the bride and groom. Clearly a place of honor. You were invited. And you weren't just any old guest, but you were a guest of honor, a real VIP. It's no coincidence that our Lord's first miracle was a banquet. A wedding, in fact, where he was in every sense the life of the party, changing water into wine. Jesus, he likens his kingdom this morning to a man who gave a great banquet and invited many. And he sent out his servants with a gracious invitation which should have made every heart leap with joy. Come, for everything is ready his heralds proclaimed. The food is prepared. The wine is uncorked. The table, it's all set. What a privilege. What an honor to receive an invitation like this. But how sad. Because they all alike began to make flimsy excuses and declined the invitation. Sorry, just bought some great real estate, so can't come. Please have me excused. Another said, I've married a wife, so sorry, can't make it. Apparently, he thought his own honeymoon was an acceptable reason for excusing himself from the banquet. The excuses for abstention from the Lord's banquet these days, they are just as flimsy, probably more so, I've got a lake house, chasing around a ball on a Sunday morning, sleeping in on a Sunday. But all those excuses, you know that they just won't do. Even the COVID excuse should hopefully by this time be ringing a little bit hollow. Because this is no ordinary banquet, and this is not just any old wedding. It's the wedding feast of the Lamb in his kingdom. It's the feast of salvation to which the whole world is invited to eat and to drink and to be merry, to commune with the Holy Trinity, to find life in this dying world, and to learn by this sacrament how to love one another. There's every reason in the world to be here. So just imagine how God felt 
when he gave to us his own son. And then he invited the whole world to come to hear a sermon, to receive forgiveness, to feast at his banquet, to eat his body and to drink his blood and live in his divine love. Who would refuse? What madness to turn down the offer. So just imagine God's heart when all those excuses began to roll in. Real estate deals, entertainment, the distractions and compulsions and misplaced priorities of this fallen world. How sad, how sinful. Now, to be sure, we may fool our own family and our own friends with all of our pious excuses, but God is not fooled. In fact, he takes it all very personal, because all those excuses, they come down to this. Your offer isn't as appetizing to us as the fun of this world, or in the case of COVID, the fears of this world. But how delusional those thoughts can be. Just learn from the prodigal son. He left the father's house. He left the banquet and family table to go chasing after all those fleeting things the world thought so important. But that was only to exchange his royal fare for pig slops. But that's no way to live. And it's no healthy diet either. The prodigal son, he came to his senses. He realized that even his father's hired servants were faring far better than he. And the illicit pleasures that he sought were actually no real pleasures at all. He longed for home. He longed for church and the family table. So he turned around. He repented. And he looked toward home. And on his way, before the prodigal son could even finish confessing his sins, there was the father running to him, embracing him with a fatherly heart, dressing him to the nines in royal clothing, and setting him at a royal table with a royal feast. This is our story. It is your story. Prodigals who were so foolish to leave home, but who have been graciously called home to the father summoned to a new life. When God's Son died on the cross for your salvation, he preached a beautiful sermon. It is finished, he declared. You see, that death had paid for it all. Your sins, all of your misplaced priorities, even all of your faithless fears. He bore it all, triumphed over all and now sends forth his ministers to call one and all to a banquet, to feast on his salvation. Today is a good day to remember that the Bible doesn't actually begin with the words, Thou shalt not. It begins with such words as, Let there be light, and you may freely eat. So consider the wonder of that brightly lit banquet hall, the joy of being invited, the goodness of the food, the delight of the fellowship, and to know in your heart that you belong here, 
that you are wanted and that God loves you. And what's more, that you're no mere guest of honor, but instead you are the radiant bride of Christ, his most treasured possession and the joy of his heart. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.